So what's up, my good people? It's your host, Ruben Woods, another episode of SOM Talk Live. Today's special guest is a guy who goes by the name of Clifton Reddick. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, he's actually one of the people who orchestrated the, let me make sure I get this right, Battle of the Beatmakers or BBM. So the Battle of the Beatmakers is really like a producer showcase that was actually launched in Toronto. Uh, it's one of the first stages that everybody knows this individual, Drake, performed on. So he actually just recently put out a book. The book is supposed to come out officially next week, October the 20th on Thursday. So we're going to get into this interview. Yeah, uh, it's a memoir. It's a... You know, tell all story and everything, how the Toronto music scene came about, and also, you know, how a lot of the people like Drake, 40, uh, Boy Wonder, Wonder Girl, uh, T Minus kind of got their start in the music game, or at least before they kind of rose to stardom. So it should be a great informative interview, and, uh, you know, let's get into it right now. So we're going six side today. Okay. So. I guess the first question I do want to ask you now throughout the process because uh, of course I haven't read the actual book myself yet so um, right. did you work with any of the producers yourself or were you a part of that movement or how did that come about? We, we basically we basically created a, an event in 2005 called Battle of the Beatmakers. At the time in Toronto, there was no avenue for producers to, like, there was no platform for producers. They had, like, rap talent shows. They had dance shows. They had DJ battles. There was no platform for, for producers in the city at all. So we basically created that platform just to give them some exposure, get them out the basement and give them a, a stage that they could actually perform, which in this case was a battle. That's where the, uh, all the producers, minus 40, everybody else pretty much came up out of that battle. So Boy Wonder, T-Minus, Wonder Girl, um, 1985 was a part of the group division. Um, all those producers, and there's a lot of others, like Frank Dukes, a um, whole bunch of them. So they all that, that was the only outlet in Toronto for producers. So pretty much everybody who's come up out of the city has come up through battling. Okay. So now, why do you think that Forty wasn't a part of that? Forty kind of he he was more grew to be more of an engineer, more so than a beat maker slash producer. So he his entrance in the game was more as an engineer. I didn't become aware of Forty until about two thousand nine, twenty ten. So by that point, we were already like four or five years in battling. So he was kind of grooming him, being groomed in a whole kind of different fashion. These guys were just coming straight out of the basement, somewhere in the hood, somewhere in the suburbs, and they're just guys with basically FL Studio, which is a popular software program that they use. Um, a few of them might have had MPCs, SP12s, but the vast majority were all minors, all like 16, 17-year-old kids who just had FL Studio, maybe Reason software. Um, so they just came up on a more, basically, what they say, started from the bottom. That's kind of how they all came up. Just kids. Okay. 
So now was Boy Wonder like one of the uh, main people that you were working with during that time when you did first get it started? Uh, he's the he's the one that has, I guess you could say achieved the most success. Um, being a diamond selling producer, multi Grammy award winning, that kind of stuff was unheard of for Toronto producers prior to the whole OVO Drake come up. Um, so yeah, he'd, he'd probably be the most notable name for sure. Okay. So where do you feel like Toronto's music scene is right now versus back then? Itself though, it's it's pretty close to New York, right? It's like right over so. the bridge. Very much so. Okay. Heavily influenced by New York. Okay. So, do you think that because of it being so close to that tri-state area and everything, uh, that it kind of bridged that gap to help Drake, like you know, get on like that, or was it more That's so? A good question. I Most of the people here have just come here like within one generation. 
So these kids are growing up in this new environment for the first time and just mixing all these different cultures together to create kind of like its own, trying to create like its own kind of sound. So, you know, some people might say, you're sounding like that, or you guys are trying to sound like this, or you guys are stealing that person's accent, but that's just actually the way we all grew up with all those different cultures around us. Okay. So, I guess another question I would also want to ask you is, um, within the book, you know, tell me a little bit more about the book. Like, what does it entail? Okay. It's basically a memoir. So, it's me walking you through the hip-hop experience in Toronto from the 80s to the 90s um, to the 2 It's basically taking you from, this is where it started in like 83, 84, 85. Um, basically when Wild Style movie came out, that was kind of the beginning stages of our introduction to hip-hop, Wild Style, Beat Street, and Break It. So I'm taking you from our experience seeing that, break dancing and all that, to our rappers starting to come out, our producers starting to come out, um, the outlets that we had access to, the, our versions of the Apollo Theater that we had here, um, the influence of, of Run DMC and LL Cool J, and actually Drake's the reason I invited, because Drake's first uh, performance was actually on our stage at the Battle of the Beatmakers in 2006. The reason I invited him to perform for his first performance, because his first, one of his first songs was called Do What You Do. And, it's, and the drums on that reminded me of LL Cool J's song Radio back in 84. So that's the reason I, introduced, I invited him to perform, and that was his first performance at the show. Um, Drake's coming from a TV world, like he was a star on Degrassi, as I'm sure you're aware. And... He didn't really have a street connection at all. Boy Wonder was more of his street connection because Boy Wonder was popular as a producer on the street level. Um, he invited Drake in, kind of like as a producer, but again, Boy Wonder to us was more of the star at the time than Drake was. Because we, I mean, we weren't really watching Degrassi. That was like a kiddie show for us. So, but to give you, just to go back, back to the 80s stuff. So, we're taking you from the 80s, just walking you, basically walking in my shoes of what hip-hop was like in Toronto in the 80s to the 90s and just evolving to how it got to be today. Because most people just see Drake and they just see him come out of nowhere and next you know, he's up there getting 13 nominations for the AMA, but they have no understanding of how that started, what was going on in Toronto that led up to someone like a Drake, the groundwork that was going on before Drake, and just walking you through that 30 years before there's such a person as Drake could even exist. So, so if you, were to, if you were to compare it to New York, it's basically me taking you back to like Cool Herc, Bambada, Flash, to the Run DMC, to the Eric B, to the Nas, to the Jay-Z's, and just kind of running you from time to time up until you get where it's at right now. Right, so school, so, so school me a little bit on this because I'm not familiar with the uh, Canadian rap scene. Now, who did you all have during the 80s and 90s who was really, you know, influential and, and I guess, you know, popping back then? Who was really making noise? Right. Dream Orbiz was one of the first groups. Um, they just went short of platinum back in 91. But their biggest following was over in the UK. So they kind of skipped. They were more like a hip-hop jazzy group. They were kind of similar to Gangstar or Guru and he had like a Jasmine Cat kind of sound. Um, or Diggable Planets, or there was a certain time period in the early 90s where it was kind of like hip-hop jazzy was the thing. So they were kind of on that bandwagon. I think that even before a lot of the New York artists were on it, they were on that tip. So they blew up over in the UK first, but they were just like pretty much platinum. I think they did like 850000 back then. 
Um, so that was the first group, Dream Warriors, um, guys from around the neighborhood I used to see growing up. Mishy Me was another one. She was uh, a female MC, like our, I guess you would say our version of MC Light. And she was actually signed to MC Light's label, uh, First Priority Music, uh, around the same time period, 88, 89, 90. Um, and then the, I guess you would say our version of like a Big Daddy King would have been Maestro Fresh West. He's like the elder statesman, if you will, in the rap game in Toronto. Um, gold selling, he did tours across the U.S. And these are all like eight, er, late 80s, early 90s artists. Those would be like the main three that kind of stood out. Maestro Fresh West, Yishimi, and the Dream Warriors. Um, in the 90s, we had artists like um, Claire. He was one of the first artists to go gold in the U.S. Um, and then Cardinal Fischel, who was signed to Akon's label, Convict Music. He had a pretty big song a couple years ago called Dangerous. Um, so those are like, if I, if I was to name five, those would be the top five Canadian artists overall prior to Drake. Okay. So how do you, how do you feel about uh, the Tory Lane? Tory Lane's, um, I mean, what he's doing is good. Um, people have, some people in the city have mixed feelings because it's, he kind of bounced around a lot. He wasn't just solely Toronto. Like he, I think he lived in Miami. He lived in New York. Um, I think he might have lived in Atlanta or something. So he kind of was bouncing all around. He claims Toronto and he's from here, but he's been in so many other places. I don't know if he had enough time to build a solid home base following. He only kind of got that as a result of making noise in the U.S. And then it kind of filters back. But um, he kids come up was a little different. I mean, most artists accept the fact that before you get accepted home, you got to get accepted in the U.S. And then home respects you. So I guess he was trying to do that, as Drake had to do that, and as most artists in Toronto have to do. Nobody considers just staying home and blowing up. They all feel they have to. In most cases, they just move to the U.S. early in their career. Or they just have to get a co-sign from somebody in the U.S. in order to get the respect back home. So I guess that's why he left home early. But because he left so early, we didn't really get a chance to really bond with him. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, he's cool, but we don't really have that real connection with him. Right, right. Okay. So, like really besides Tory Lanez, uh, Drake, and The Weeknd... Is there right. is there anybody else that's really coming out making any noise for Toronto currently right now on the side of the artist? Party, party next door. I mean, these are the next three artists are all OVO are all OVO artists like Party Next Door, Roy Woods, Division. Um, most of them are all on tour with them right now with the Summer Sixteen tour. But outside of that whole cap, there's an artist named Jazz Cartier. Um, he's doing a lot of like festivals and stuff. His, his name is out there. Um, I would say he's the next runner up, probably. Um, if Tory Lanez is, is, is the one right now, then Jazz Cartier is pretty much next up. Okay. And then you have, as I said, the OVO, who they have in their camp, like Magic, Jordan, Roy Woods, Division, groups like that. That's pretty much where Toronto is right now. So what is what is your outtake right now for uh, Magic Jordan? Because they're making a lot of noise in the u.s as well as overseas and they have really great music right i mean what i i mean there's a lot there, it could go many different ways if they stay with O 
Rubio, the the feeling in Toronto is nobody's gonna overshadow Drake while they're on his label. That's that's the general feeling in Toronto. Um, so the only way to go around that would be to start their own offshoot label. Um, I guess similar to Cash Money, and then you get Young Money, then Young Money you get OVO. I guess that's what's gonna happen. That's the only way I can envision it. If they want to become their own artist, like a weekend, then they have to branch out eventually and create their own avenue. Um, but that's the general sentiment in Toronto that nobody's gonna overshadow Drake while on his own label. Okay. So, getting back to the book then, uh, I know it's inspired by you taking readers through uh, I, the history of, of this music scene from the 80s up until the 2000s. So, now, what else inspired you to actually write this? Um, just seeing the kind of, like, the book takes us up to the beginning of the OVO stage. It takes you pretty much from the 80s to 2009, because it's volume one. And two, volume two, which I'm working on, was taking from 2009 right up to the current. So there's some of it that, like, Wonder Girl is another big producer coming out of the city. She was discovered at, like, 15 years old by winning a battle. Um, and she, I mean, she already went double platinum with the song on Jay-Z's last album, Magna Carta. Um, so... And she has a lot of, she has to work with some of um, TDE artists like SZA, um, Beyonce, I think she did, she had a contrib contribution on um, Best Better Have My Money by Rihanna. Um, so Travis Scott, she did Antidote. So she has a lot of a lot of hits out there. And again, she was discovered at like 15, 16 years old winning a battle. Um, so it's pretty much the fact that it's just an event that spawns so many offshoot artists. Like Boy Wonder was the first to come through the gates. T-minus was after him. Um, 1985, Frank Dukes, a lot of the dudes, like, as I said, all the producers out of Toronto pretty much came up out of that. So the more that they do that, and, you know, you turn around, this one's platinum, you turn around, this one's getting a Grammy nomination, that just fuels my desire to continue doing it. Right. So now you produce as well for yourself too, right? Uh, I don't produce, I did, I, I was trained by the same engineer that trained uh, 40, a, dude, a brother named Gadget, um, but I never pursued that because at the time when we were doing it, nobody was blowing up as a producer, this is like uh, mid-90s when I was uh, went to school for that, um, so nobody, we didn't, we couldn't foresee something like what's happening right now with Toronto, back in those days that wasn't even an idea that we even seen as being realistic. So it's not like something we would pursue because we couldn't see anybody going gold or platinum as a result or winning a Grammy as a result. So I stayed in the background just more on the event coordination aspect of things. So that's where you get battles the beat makers from, just kind of creating a platform and an annual event for producers to, sh to get showcased. Okay, okay. So, but currently right now you're still doing, you're still doing the yes. showcases, right? Okay. Yes. So, it's expanded a lot more, like it's not Toronto anymore, like we now have producers that come from all over the world, as a result of the success of Boy Wonder, the Wonder Girls, we have producers that come from Australia, Korea, UK, all over the US, all across Canada, we just had our last battle in August, um, and again, it consisted of producers from the UK, from Australia, South Korea, Cali, New York, Jersey, Atlanta, um, all over the France. So it's not just a Toronto thing anymore. 
uh, our, our Twitter handle is World Beat Battle. And as I said, because we have the success stories of Boy Wonder, T-Minus, and people seeing the videos of this is how they started their careers, that now opens it up to all these other upcoming producers that want to try and, and, and follow their footsteps. Okay. So what inspired you yourself to actually get into the music industry? Um, it was basically, I mean, my, wow, that's a, that's a, to start, I mean, to start it off, as I said, I was, a, I was just a kid around 82, 83, seeing Wild Style, Beach Street, Break It for the first time. Growing up in the culture, breakdancing, eventually starting to write, um, and just growing up beatboxing, just, just like any other kid in the hood, you're just doing, you know, what you see around you. Hip-hop was the thing to do. And me not wanting, I grew up in that, in, in that time where you didn't really follow, no, you didn't want to be, you didn't want to be a fighter. So you had to kind of create your own thing. So as I said, there was people already doing rap battles, people already doing DJ competitions. So I was trying to figure out how I would contribute to the hip hop game, but and still have my own lane, kind of have my own niche. So I seen that there was a market that was wide open, which was producers, nobody was touching that. So I just jumped in that as a result of trying to contribute to the culture, but also not be a, a, a ride the bandwagon of somebody else that was doing something. Um, so that's pretty much how Battle of the Beatmakers came to be. Just me wanting to offer something back to the culture that kind of raised me and finding my own lane to do that in. So do you feel like you would be able to expand this like uh, to the United States or go take that uh, worldwide with the Battle of the Beatmakers? I definitely think that. Um, Wonder Girl, uh, she's always telling me that people in that, they actually, there was another group um, in the city that kind of kind of did the same thing that I was just talking about, like piggyback off of what you do. And then they actually went and brought a group of Toronto producers down to South by Southwest and did a battle with Toronto versus Texas. Um, they won that, and then they did a Toronto versus LA, and they won that. Um, so now, But they kind of disbanded since then. So people have come back to me to also want to do something similar to that, um, bringing a battle to LA. Uh, people have suggested bringing it over to the UK. So that's definitely a possibility in the near future for sure. Okay. So where can people go get the book at right now? At this moment, it's on our site, battleofthebeatmakers.com. We're going to have it on Amazon in a couple of days. Um, we're also releasing an audio book and an e-book next week. Uh, so the book launches, the official book launches next week, Thursday, October 20th. Um, and at that point, they'll have the physical book the ebook and the audiobook all available. So they can get it directly from the site at battlesofthebeatmakers.com or they said they'll be able to get it on Amazon and uh, things like that. iTunes, Shopify. Okay. So it's definitely a lot Spotify, sorry. Spotify. Okay. All right. So is there any other commentary in the book like from... Uh, did Boy Wonder share his opinion or... Uh, Wonder Girl, anybody like that? Uh, I have. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow at an event. Okay. I haven't gotten their feedback yet. Um, I had a lot of reviews from the other artists who were who've been involved over the years. Um, some of the past champions. Um, some people that got like a, a a quick look into it. So it's all been favorable. There's most of the stuff because I I haven't been at the forefront over these last ten years. I've kind of always played the background role. So there's a lot of background stuff that people had no idea about, even Boy Wonder themselves. 
there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that they weren't even aware about. So it's all new for them. It's almost like they're just reading the last 10 years from my perspective for the first time. Um, but as I said, for anybody who has read it, it's all been good reviews so far. Okay. So that's definitely, definitely a great look. Now, where can people find you at on social media? Uh, World Beat Battle on Instagram and World Beat Battle on Twitter. Okay. And they can also find all of this information out on battleofthebeatmakers.com too, correct? Definitely, yes. Okay. So, uh, again, tell us your name so that people, you know, they can make sure that they remember that. Clifton, capital K-L-F-T-N. Okay. So, for everybody who is tuned in right now, everybody who's listening to SOM Talk Live, again, this is Clifton. Make sure you all check this out. Battleofthebeatmakers.com is this website. You can find all social media links. Uh, the book releases again next week. And what's the date again for? Thursday, October 20th. Okay, so Thursday, October 20th. Make sure you all go out and support that. Uh, it's it's going to be a phenomenal book. Especially if you are a fan of Toronto music, or if you're just a fan of hip hop in general, so and producers, because everybody loves music. Without music, I mean, the song isn't a song anyway. So that's, right. that's definitely what's up. We want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to do an interview today. Thank you. And there you have it, my good people. Again, this is Ruben Woods, your host, SOM Talk Live. So, you know, basically what, you, what you're going to learn from, I guess, reading this whole book is, again, about the upbringing of the hip-hop culture in Toronto's community. Um, so, you know, today you might look at how music as a whole is going and what the direction is going. Like people say, you know, Drake is on top. We don't know who's going to be on top in the next couple of years. Uh, it may be still Drake. It may be somebody else. But it's always good to have somebody who's kind of pinning history as it goes along or writing about it. Because uh, books, publications, they're timeless. You know, they don't fade away because it's uh, printed. It's printed material. You can always keep that for record and proof. You know, this is what happened. This is what was documented. So right now. Since we got the Toronto feel going on, we're going to get into a cool mix of some Drake. And uh, this is actually a couple of songs from his new album, Views. So, you know, again, this is SOM Talk Live. It's your host, Ruben Wood. Make sure you all tune in every Friday. We drop new episodes, new guests we're interviewing. Or, hey, we just have a conversation. You already know what it is. SOM Magazine, SOM... Western Road flows, I did it for my Renny. Back when we couldn't buy pizza, cause we were down to pennies. Feel like we go back a century, run to the store for centuries. Then bring it back to your brother, man, we had to respect it. He was wavy doing mixtapes out of your basement 
He let us hit the wood on occasion for entertainment Then he would leave us at the house and go out on a mission We probably would've got in less trouble just going with him Feel like I never say much, but man, there's a lot to know Feel like the difference between us really starting to show I'm looking at they first week numbers like, what are those? <laughs> I mean, you boys not even coming close I gave like you a reason for celebration You number one and I'm Eddie Murphy, we trading places Look in the mirror, I'm closer than I really appear Creeping like chili without the tender love and care No tender love and care and no love and affection I got a price on my head, but there's a risk to collecting I might be here as a vessel to teach people a lesson Feel like they wanted me dead, but couldn't pull it together Yeah but here we are and it's a new semester 40 the only one that know how I deal with depression A couple nights where it start to feel like the feelings faded A lot of problems that can't be fixed with a conversation yeah. Your best day is my worst day I get green like Earth Day You treat me like I'm born yesterday You forgot my birthday You don't be scoring perfect You don't be working like how we be working You platinum like rappers on Hershey's Boy that is worthless You get the message over and over like it was urgent And then act like you ain't hurting when you see me in person the only thing I did to end up here was put the work in And did it with a purpose Used to have secret handshakes to confirm my friendships Nowadays they just shaking my hand to hide the tension A lot of people just hit me up when my name is mentioned Shout out to KD, we relate, we get the same attention It's raining money, Oklahoma City thunder The most successful rapper 35 and under I'm assuming everybody's 35 and under That's when I'm planning retirement, it's already funded Yeah I brought your wifey out to St. Martin She violated, I sent her back where it all started How quick they are to forget about their bachelor apartment Leave it to like you to show them light in the darkness Told my mama that I found a lady in the east Cancun when I got signed, they upgraded the suite Don Julio in the freezer that they gave us for free I get you all you can eat, just have some patience with me You wouldn't tell me you love me, started seeing Monique Last time I heard from Monique, T-minus was making beats I used to hit the corner store to get Tahiti treat Now the talk at the corner store is I'm TBE The best ever, don't ever question, you know better But it ain't always how it seems when it's so together yeah. I let that last line breathe and take a second to get it Western road flows, my confidence level getting settled Don't get hyped for the moment, then start to backpedal Don't let your newfound fame fool ya Cloud up your judgment to talk loosely I really do this, been flowing stupid Since Vince Carter was on some through the legs Arm in a hoop Drinking hypnotic with Glenn Lewis I been through it Y'all was so afraid to lay claim to it Too busy face screwing on waste movements You was riding TTC Metro, I had the place booming First take Drake, you know I rarely have to take to it And they still take to it Big Apple had the white Hummer park right in front of Fluid And we be walking in that like we already knew it but money can't buy happiness, jelly talking truthful But I'm happiest when I can buy what I want Get high when I want Yeah That's right I could 
tell, I could tell, dawg Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still here, dawg How did I finesse all of this from Jane and Weston? Girls all in my bed and they don't trip off first impression Girls all in your bed and they just ask a hundred questions I can't f*** with you no more cause you be acting extra Do your favorite rapper like my son, like my son, no Nothing mutual about my funds, about my funds, though All you n*** fighting over crumbs, where the bread at? How they feel about you, where you from, where your bed at? I don't need no pill to speak my mind, I don't need that I make people pay me for my time, yeah, I need that And I see your girl like all the time, all the time, no I can't tell you if she's yours or mine, but I do know Me and all my Doing well, doing well, dawg You not from the city, I could tell, I could tell, dawg Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still here, dawg Oh, and I'm back, dawg Oh, you just went and turned your back, dawg I thought that we were family Gotta talk to God even though he isn't near me Based on what I got, it's hard to think that he don't hear me Hitting like that 30 on my jersey, man, I'm gifted Whole lot of sixes, but I'm still like Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Six-point star, lion of the Judah All my thing off, rockin' Gucci Wanna do it, then we all gotta do it Got the key and now the door's open And we all going through it Whole city at your head for the boy I ain't even got a call known for it Me and all my... Doing well, doing well, dawg You not from the city, I could tell, I could tell, dawg Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still here Like I'm David Beckham A lot of pent-up aggression coming out of my section OVO on me while y'all was playing dress-up And I know who gon' take the fall with me They right here on call with me, they all with me You can throw curveballs, but I got the glove fitted They been saying it's love, but it isn't love, is it? Toast to the days when they wasn't out to get me I worked at JD's Connections whenever Jason let me C says I was buying fittings every day Kitty's caravan and trying not to catch a stray 
I dropped out right before I graduate Six credits left, my mama had a saddest day It's only up from here, I promise you just gotta wait And she took my word for it, that's all I had to say Lately I just feel so out of character The paranoia can start to turn into arrogance Thoughts too deep to go work them out with a therapist I get a blank page when I try to draw a comparison I'm getting straight to the point with it Need y'all to know that I never needed none of y'all Being all buddy-buddy with the opposition It's like the front of the plane, it's all business But I haven't flown with y'all boys in a minute Towards their goals, my still hit the club when it's 20 below. Who you think running the show? You saw it in me at 20 years old. The lingo start to sound like we talking in code. I got a pure soul, I don't do the hate. You don't worry about fitting in when you custom made. Me and Nico used to plot on how to make a change. Now me and Kobe doing shots the night before the game. Still drop 40 with liquor in my system. Numbers going unlisted just to create some distance I might see you on and off, but I'm never switching Quick to double cross like both of us Christian Lamborghini got me feeling like I'm Christian Bale And I never bet my morals for the ticket sales Tipping scales, bars heavy like triple XL I never tag no one in, I'd rather get you myself Running through the six, thumbing through the contracts I'm possessed, you can see it under the contacts They think I had the silver spoon, but they'll get it soon I still got something left to prove since you left me room Payment plan for the family debt, we in the minus And like it's going in the trunk, I put it all behind us Where you trying to go, I got it, I'll take us wherever I'm a staple in the game and my papers together And my life is on display like Truman They wanna pre the movements, gotta start to make them sooner My exes made some of my favorite music I dated women from my favorite movies Karma such a thing of beauty I share more of my story, but you wouldn't believe it it's far-fetched like I threw that a hundred meters I keep it a hundred like I'm running a fever I might take a breather, but I won't ever leave you If I was you, I wouldn't like me either Yeah